Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Call him at 1 800 And welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelace, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight, talking all things Jersey, because that's what we do this Columbus Day. Did you, uh, did you have off? Did you, uh, did you get a half day? Did you try to do any banking? Did you go to the post office? It was all closed, uh, depending on where you are as far as schools are concerned. Uh, we don't really know what to make of Columbus Day anymore. Some people love it. Some people can't stand it. But uh, we all get the day off to celebrate it. If you're lucky enough to live in a place where you get the day off to celebrate it. And uh, what exactly do we celebrate on Columbus Day? Uh, you know, there, the idea of Columbus Day, I put up, this is Italian Heritage Month, Italian American Heritage Month, uh, which I love, October. And I had campaigned for that for the longest time, the idea that I think everybody should get a month. Every ethnicity, every race should get a month. Uh, September the 15th to October 15th is Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, of course, February is Black History Month. And I love that because this is how we learn about each other's cultures. And I wonder, I think more could be done to promote Italian American History Month, Heritage Month. I don't know, Heritage History, Tomato, Tomato, whatever you want to say. But uh, how do you feel? about the idea of Columbus Day. And for me, Columbus Day is all about the Italian-American people. It's a celebration of the Italian-American people. I put stories up on nj1015.com of, uh, you know, how Columbus Day got to be, how it came to be. Um, the, the Italians did not have it easy when they came to the United States. There's a great PBS documentary on... Uh, called the Italian, um, the Italian Americans. Stanley Tucci narrates it. I showed it to my sons. I think everybody who's Italian should show it to their sons, to their children. So you pass down the heritage. The idea that, you know, how dare you name a holiday after Columbus for all the evil that he had done. If we vet everybody, then nobody will get a holiday. You know, let he who is without sin. Do I approve of the idea of Columbus having a day? I approve of the idea of being able to celebrate the contributions of the Italian-American people. And that's what I think Columbus Day is all about. So what I want to ask you, 1-800-283-101.5, how do you feel about the idea of celebrating Columbus Day? And when these days happen, how much do you do concerning the holiday? Columbus Day, Veterans Day. Um, you know, how, how much do you do Martin Luther King Day to find out what the holiday is all about, to take time out and reflect on what the holiday is all about, as opposed to just taking the day off? I think more could be done to promote Italian American Heritage Month. 
You know, I'd like to see TV commercials celebrating the great contributions of the Italian, the Italian Americans made to this country in all phases. Uh, music, of course, entertainment, uh, politics. It's all there. So, 1-800-283-101.5. What I want to know from you is, uh, as far as Columbus Day goes, do you have a problem that we still celebrate Columbus Day? Do you see it as more of a, a ta- celebration of the Italian-American history in New Jersey, which has a rich Italian-American history? And uh, do you do anything on these holidays uh, regarding what they're about? I know, like, you know, if you're Jewish, you're going to, you know, you're going to synagogue during the Jewish holiday. But as far as, like, Columbus Day, or as far as Veterans Day, Memorial Day, uh, Labor Day, do you go to the services? Do you go to the celebrations? Do you go to the, you know, the gatherings? Or is it just I'm taking a day off? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, they, uh, they couldn't wait to take down the Columbus statues. That was a big deal. Until they tried to do it in Philadelphia. Then it was, I'm not yet down. Uh, what was it, the gravy seals? Uh, but... Does it bother you that we still celebrate Columbus Day? And also, what does it mean to you? You know, it's, it, to me, it's more a celebration, of course, of the contribution of the Italian-American people. It's more a celebration uh, because when the Italian-American people came to this country, uh, they were persecuted like crazy. The largest uh, American lynching, they hung Italian-Americans. They did it on March 14th, 1891. They accused him of killing a New Orleans police chief. Uh, nine people went on trial, were found innocent, and they hung him anyway, along with two people who were watching. It was after that that Italy threatened to go to war with the United States. Uh, part of the peace settlement in the coming years was Columbus Day. That's part of it. In 1941, the Italian-American Yankee center fielder Joe DiMaggio, one of the most popular men in America, while his parents were unwanted enemy aliens. Go figure. When World War II broke out, hundreds of Italian enemy aliens were sent to internment camps. More than 10,000 were forced from their homes. They just showed up at the door. So, you know, and this is just the struggle of the Italian-Americans. And the rise above all of it to get to where we are today. So if you're Italian-American, give me a call. And tell me how you feel about Columbus Day. Tell me how you celebrate Italian-American History Month. And if you have a problem with Columbus Day, do you feel that we should no longer celebrate Columbus Day? Make the case. And if you do anything, you know, what did you do on Columbus Day? We still have a Columbus, New Jersey. That's not going anywhere. We have a Columbus Farmer's Market. That's not going anywhere. We have a Columbus, Ohio. That's not going anywhere. But how do you feel about it in this world of political correctness that we live in? 1-800-283-101.5. Sam's in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sam. Hey, Sober Sammy. Uh, sober Sammy, what's up? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Yeah, listen, man, I got a, good, a lot of good memories from Columbus Day. You know, I think of my grandfather. He came over from Sicily. You know, the traditional story, had no money in his pocket. Right. Uh, you know, built up a business, had four boys, 
you know, and, uh, you know, we on Columbus Day, I guess I was about 11 years old. He was the businessman of the year, and they had the parade on Bloomfield Avenue in Newark. And I just remember being there. And, you know, just all those good things that the Italian people do. You know, we get the stigma of the mafia and all that. But, you know, these are the positive things, you know, and uh, it it means a lot to me. And I really think it is important to continue to celebrate Columbus Day. Yeah, sure, he had his faults, but who doesn't? Well, Columbus is more like a label for Italian-Americans. You know what I mean? It's not that we don't celebrate the actual like Columbus is our hero. We celebrate this is a reflection. This is a time to focus on the contributions of the Italian Americans to America. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and listen, we've done a lot of great things, you know. Absolutely. Sam, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. When you think of Columbus Day, what do you think of? You think of a horror of celebrating a holiday named there for a guy who did so much evil in the world? Or do you think of a celebration of the Italian-American people? Or where are you? And if you're Italian-American, give me some of the the stories of the Italian-Americans in this country that you heard growing up, that you know of, that were passed down by your grandparents, that you lived, your parents. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Fall is here. That means cooler weather. And that also means those nagging pains can be even worse. Now is the time to do something about it. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab will have you back to doing what you want or need to do and with no pain. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. No prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Clark, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. Point five in All-American Subaru at our annual Halloween uh Petapalooza, you join us, bring your family to the All-American Subaru in Old Bridge on Saturday, October 22nd, 11 a.m. You can adopt a furry best friend or enter our cutest pet contest and win frighteningly possum prizes. Visit nj1015.com for details. Shop allamericansubaru.com Saturday, October 22nd, starting at 11 a.m., the Halloween Petapalooza with All-American Subaru and New Jersey 101.5. It's Columbus Day. You could tell the banks were closed. You couldn't mail a letter. Some schools, had, my kids had a half day. I don't know who was off, who was on, whatever it was. How do you feel about the fact that we still celebrate Columbus Day? And what is so great about being Italian-American living in New Jersey? Jennifer is in Sayreville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing? Very good, thank you. What are you thinking? Well, I tell you, I celebrate being Italian every single day. I love it. Um, my family is all steeped in, in the cultural uh, part of being Italian. There are a lot of great things that Italians have done uh, throughout our past, and we celebrate it all the time. Absolutely. Now, what's so great about being Italian in New Jersey? Well, I think there's two different types of people. There are Italians, and there's people that want to be Italian. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Seriously, being Italian is is great. We have wonderful uh, traditions that are, you know, handed down from generation to generation. Um, And I do it all. uh, My family, even the younger um, 
you know, adults in the family, they're also, you know, they're also passing these down um, as well. So it's it's just great to be Italian. How do you feel about Columbus Day? I, you know, I love Columbus Day. I've always had to work because I work in a, in a dental office. And right. They usually use that day, you know, to get patients in the office. But um, I, like I said, I celebrate it. I celebrate being Italian all the time. We have so many wonderful family get-togethers with the big cookouts, and I, I do all the traditional Christmas Eve with all the seven fishes and uh, the Easter's, and any time we can get together with my family, we do. When my husband first met me, he said, does your family get together for every single little thing? And I said, yes. Yeah, so we do. And We're Italian. That's what we do. All right, Jennifer, thanks for the call to New Jersey, 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the fact that we still celebrate Columbus Day? There were those that would like to get rid of Columbus Day. There were those that would like, you know, they tear down the statues. They'd want to see it go. And then there were those who uh, say, no, no, we embrace Columbus Day because it's a celebration of the Italian-American people. How cool is it being Italian-American in New Jersey? Growing up in Union City, it was great. We had five delicatessens, all within like about two blocks of each other. Italian delicatessens. It was amazing. Terry's in Delran on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Terry. Hi, uh, Steve. Um, I'm uh, very proud to you know, celebrate Columbus Day, and I'm first-generation Sicilian. Right. When, uh, when you said earlier how Italians also had it hard, my grandfather and his brother came first, and they couldn't, they were in Brooklyn, couldn't get a job anywhere. So his brother was a farmer. He says, I'm going to go down violin. They're giving uh, farming away, land away. He got probably bought it for next to nothing through the years. He he expanded so much that he went into a contract with Progresso to grow about 60% of their vegetables. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. How about that? And there's another one, Progresso. You know, another Italian company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in traditions, I make, I still make the, it's like the fifth, sixth generation fit cookies. Three of us in the kitchen, it's like a a conveyance belt line. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, what's the name of the cookie that's got the, it looks like a clamshell and it's got the jelly inside. You know what I'm talking about? powdered sugar it's like dough my grandmother used to make them all the time but cells and she would make this cookie and it was like a like an either an apricot or a prune preserve and it was like inside and it was like a like a almost like a like a half shell and it was amazing you know what i'm talking about yeah we used to make like a flaky dough but we would put like a regatta filling and uh they, they would call it a gasadeja. Okay, the gasadeja. Pastries of our little house. There you go. Terry, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. We celebrate Italian History Month. Uh, we have Columbus Day. We celebrate Columbus Day. Do you celebrate Columbus Day? 1-800-283-101.5. When you hear Columbus Day, what does it mean to you? Does it mean to you like uh, this, you know, this horrible guy? What does it mean to you? Do you think about the Italian Americans? And that's why it's here. The Knights of Columbus and all the good that they do. You know, the, uh, the auxiliaries. That's what it's all about. And uh, as far as the Italian American heritage goes, you know, it's great that we have this month. 
So one, it's a PBS series called The Italian Americans. Stanley Tucci narrates it. Uh, you can probably get it on Amazon. I showed it to my kids. Do you show your children, do you pass your heritage down to your family? How much of your heritage do you pass down to your children? Or how much of your heritage did you, are, are you interested in your heritage? There's some people who could care less. And then there are other people who are really into it. You know, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, they tell the stories. And the, uh, the story of the Italian-Americans is amazing. You know, the first part is about the family and why the family is so important to Italian people. Because Italy in the 1860s, you know, was, uh, really became a country in the 1860s. And you had northern Italy and southern Italy. And northern Italy would tax the crap out of southern Italy. If you had a little bit of land in your backyard, you were growing vegetables, they'd come down and tax it. So the Italian people, according to the Italian-Americans, what they found was uh, you didn't say anything to anybody. The code of silence, right? Don't keep your mouth shut. Today, social media, you say everything. Back then, keep your mouth shut. Don't say nothing to nobody. And uh, the only people you could trust was your family because, you know, you can control them. They were your family. They would, they would protect you. And that's why you had very, very close-minded. When the Italians immigrated to America, uh, many of them multiple times coming here, uh, back and forth, they kept to themselves for this very reason. You know, they, they had trouble trusting people. And because they had trouble trusting people, the people who were already here uh, were very prejudiced against Italians. Uh, the mass lynching that we talked about earlier, when nine Italians were hung uh, after being found innocent. Theodore Roosevelt, his comment, I thought it was a rather good thing. He actually said that. So 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about Columbus Day? How do you feel about us celebrating Columbus Day, that we're still doing it? Does it bother you? And uh, as far as the the Italian-Americans do, if you have any stories you want to share about growing up Italian in New Jersey, I'm here for you. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis, 730. Now the latest New Jersey news. For natural health and rehabilitation, whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Serra at the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body. Go to lesspainbetterhealth.com to learn more. Hi, 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about Columbus Day? The one we celebrated today. Sales all over the place. Banks were closed. Post office was closed. Many schools were closed. And people closed-minded about the idea that we still celebrate Columbus Day. They're tearing down statues in some places. Uh, how do you feel about this? I see it as a celebration of Italian-Americans. And now, you know, in New York City, they wanted an Italian, uh, an Italian American Indigenous Peoples Day on October the 12th, which was offended me because Italians were contributed far too much. Both the Italian Americans and the Indigenous people contributed far too much to this country to be splitting a day. So then we got Italian History Month, Italian American Heritage Month. So uh, for me. I'm so proud to be a third-generation Italian-American. I uh, consider myself lucky to have grown up in an Italian neighborhood in Union City. So as we celebrate Italian-American Heritage Month, I think it would be a great thing if all those like me would take the time to learn about the struggle of our ancestors when they came to this country. And many have, become, have overcome adversity, you know, so that we could live our lives 
as we do today. They were the greatest generation. Greg is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve. Um, so Columbus Day is a great day. Columbus was uh, a great man who brought Western civilization to the new world. He wasn't a perfect person. Right. right? There are no per- perfect people. The last one died for 2,000 years ago, the only one, right. if you believe. And it's ridiculous now to, to measure him by today's standards. Yes, he sold people into slavery, but that was the prevailing uh, system at the time. He didn't create slavery. He just participated in it. And his, the positives far outweigh the negatives with Columbus. And the, uh, the woke liberal nonsense that tries to say that he uh, brought genocide to America is ridiculous. And, you know, when he came to America the, and to the Bahamas first and then to America, <clears throat> there were already... Uh, people here, of course, the Native Americans, and it's not like he, he came upon the Garden of Eden and destroyed everything. It was a normal society, you know, with with good tribes, bad tribes, wars, and there were cannibals even in the Bahamas, and uh, they would eat they would eat each other's children in after combat. It was, I, I read it's pretty sickening. So it's not as if he came into some perfect society and destroyed it. He, no, but... he did bring. He took a lot of risk, of personal risk, financial risk. Born in Italy. No, he went to Portugal. They said no. He went to Spain. They initially said no. And then finally they said yes. And then he came, you know, 10 weeks sailing with nothing but a compass and the stars. And he he made it. He did it. He was a bold adventurer. And he brought Western civilization to the new world. And he deserves to be honored for that. Well, you know what? He brought, you know, basically I see Columbus as a sign, a symbol of the Italian-American contribution because that's why we have a Columbus Day. It was something to appease Italy. It was something to appease the Italian-Americans for all the country, you know, the, for all that we did for the country. And it was the one thing that we could circle the wagons around, so to speak, and celebrate. And, yeah, you know... Absolutely. And that, that's, where it, that's where it goes awry. It's kind of like when you want to take away Columbus Day, it's not so much you want to take away Columbus Day, you want to take away Italian, um, the, you know, the, the recognition of the Italian-Americans in this country. And that I right. disagree and, with. Go ahead. And if you, you can take it a, a step further because all these woke liberals, they want to take away all these holidays that have been around for a long time, but every person who's celebrated is flawed. Right. Even, you know, look at Martin Luther. King. We're all flawed. But, but that's the thing, though. But, Greg, we're, but I get what you're saying, but we're all flawed. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. See, I don't want to get into, like, ripping everybody apart. Well, he did this and he did that. That's the problem we have in society. You know, because now we have uh, so much information available that we can look for the negative. You know, if you're going to do that, then get rid of everybody. Then we should not, let's not have holidays. Let's just not have any holidays. But we do have holidays, and we do celebrate people. Now we have months. So do we call attention to every month? You know, all through every day and every hour in February, there's you, you can't move through February without hearing about Black History Month. Great. I wish we didn't move through October without hearing about Italian History Month. Or September 15th to October 15th, Hispanic History Month. Or all the other history months that we all learn about each other. And we understand the struggle. Because the one thing we have in common is we all have the same struggle. You know, it doesn't matter. For me, you know, I showed my kids, the Italian-Americans, because they're, they're going to be 16 next week. And I want them to know where they came from. I want them to know the struggles of their grandparents. 
my grandparents, and what it was like coming to this country. If you have any of those stories that were handed down to you, I'd love to hear them. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, when the Italians first came here, they were not given sanctuary. They were handed a shovel. They were not welcomed with open arms. They were looked down upon. Like I said before, the Italians were the first victim of the, were the victims of the largest mass lynching in this country. Eleven were hung in New Orleans after being found not guilty of the murder of a police chief. And Theodore Roosevelt, the acclaimed Theodore Roosevelt, you know what he said according to the AmericanMag.com? It was a rather good thing. That's where we were at that time. World War II broke out, hundreds of Italian enemy aliens sent to internment camps. They'd show up at the door and tell you, just get, you, get a bag, get in the truck. And they had to leave everything behind. Joe DiMaggio was the most popular Italian-American in 1941. His parents, unwanted enemy aliens. Go figure. 1-800-283-101.5. Coming up, I'll tell you about the Italian Fab Four. New Jersey's new. Brought to you by New Spine, dealing with horrible neck and back pain. Dr. Branco at New Spine is ready to help you get back to a better life. Just call 888-4-BRANCO today for a location near you. That's 888-4-B-R-A-N-K-O. B-R-A-N-K-O. Okay. Italian American Heritage Month. Today is Columbus Day. You have a problem with that? A lot of people do have a problem with that. How do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. Frankie's in Woodbridge. What's up, Frankie? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing well. Uh, no, it's just funny that, you know, I'm driving home from work. I hear you talking about Columbus Day, and I actually have a story from this morning that made me reflect on all of this at work today. You know, right. I'm walking down the stairs, you know, as any normal morning. My son's got his history book out. Right. And he's reading about, you know, how Columbus committed genocide, how he's such a horrible person, this and that. And my, my wife's in the kitchen, too. And she fills me in on what he's reading about. How old is your son? And my, he's 13. Okay. So he's, what, in like seventh, eighth grade. Um, yeah. And he's telling me that his history teacher assigned this book and they're teaching the class and how horrible a person Columbus is, this and that. I'm not that surprised. But, you know, it always just begs the question, you know, what are they really teaching these kids nowadays? Um, and I told Their them, agenda. Know, household, yeah, Crystal, Christopher Columbus is a hero. You know, he discovered America is what he did. Um, and it always just makes you beg the question, whatever happened to guys like Gary Cooper, you know, why can't we just all come aside, you know, come together even? We all have our bad past. It's almost like what the previous caller said. I won't go into details about, you know, everybody's wrong for their own reason, but, you know, what Columbus did at that time, there's a certain time period, and we should be able to move past it as a society. Well, decide, you have to decide if you're going, I mean, maybe if we decided today uh, who we're going to honor with everything available to us, with this much information available to this many people, maybe we won't honor, any, honor anybody because we could take every hero. Again, you could take Martin Luther King, you could take George Washington, you could take everybody. And we could, you know, and, and the history books don't reflect the bad side of all of those people. But we select whose bad side we want to publish in a history book. So a 13-year-old kid goes to school and hears about the fact that we celebrate Columbus Day. And then he hears all about the bad things Columbus did. And he's got to ask himself or herself, why are we celebrating Columbus Day? And basically, you're telling your students, we're a bunch of idiots. 
or we we focus on you know we focus on the bad in people and celebrate that or you know it just doesn't make any sense the way that you know to, to present it that way we're celebrating these people when we gave them days we celebrated their heroism columbus day got a day because of a mass lynching partly because of a mass lynching that went on in 1891 in new orleans when 11 italians were hung and italy got upset so then later on, Benjamin Harrison, to try to smooth things over, came up with a day that would honor the Italian-Americans in this country. And that was Columbus Day. And, and there's more and more stories about that. But now, you know, it's just that if we're going to celebrate people in history, then, you know, it just doesn't make any sense that we're going to tell that we'll, we're, we're going to give you all their bad points and none of their good points. Makes absolutely no sense, Frankie. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hey, how you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. So I was just listening to the uh, the previous caller, and uh, he said some good things that I do agree with, but one thing uh, stood out to me. He mentioned that uh, Columbus discovered America, um, but actually we've found out pretty I don't even know if it was recently, within the last couple of years, that Columbus never actually set foot uh, in what we call the United States. He crossed the ocean, you know the story we all know. Yeah, um, it was the Caribbean, right? Correct, yeah, so that's why... I, he was I'm horrible with directions, and he was looking for India. I mean, he had no GPS, he's like, I got three boats, no GPS, he has no idea where he's going. He thought he was in India when he got here. Exactly. So that's why I'm Italian. Uh -huh. um, I, I personally just like the day off, but I don't I don't really celebrate Columbus Day myself. You celebrate being Italian? I do. I do. Like you were talking about before, every little holiday we have everybody over, but Columbus Day was never really one of them. No, but you know what? The, like I said, Columbus Day was a symbol that the government gave the Italian-American people so that they could be recognized after all the hell and if you, like I said, watch PBS, the Italian-Americans, go on, you saw on YouTube, if you see the hell that the Italian-American people were put through when they got to this country mm -hmm. uh, and overcame it, because you don't hear today about the plight of the Italian-American people, because the Italian-American people rose above that plight to become successful in society. And uh, but but you know the government at that point at that time said you know what to to smooth over a really bad situation we're going to come up with this Columbus Day we're going to honor Christopher Columbus because he was the Italian explorer uh, as opposed to Captain Spaulding the African explorer that was Groucho Marx the most famous at the time exactly. Columbus. Well, Columbus was at that time who they came up with was again 1892 the, to you know to celebrate uh, a day that we could recognize the contributions of the Italian American people. And then in World War II, when you know we were, they were rounding up Italians, putting them in internment camps, then uh, there was a law that was passed to stop that. But you know the Italian people had to overcome a lot in this country, and on a day like today, you being 24, you know if you research it and you see just how far you listen to your your father, your grandfather, and all and all the stories which I imagine you've heard by now that we've oh, yeah. had to overcome. This is why we celebrate Italian American oh, History Month. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Change the day, uh, Italian Italian American History uh, History Month History Day. Totally fine. But Christopher Columbus, him. It's a little outdated for me. Yeah, no, I get it. You know what? I even said, what if they called it Frank Sinatra Day? Oh, Frank Sinatra. He was a womanizer. He was a mob. You can't pick anybody. You'd have to call it. <laughs> right? There's nobody. Bon Jovi. Oh, no, not Bruce Springsteen. Oh, it's politics. I mean, there's no way you can be able to do it. 
Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. By the way, the Italian Fab Four, right? You want to talk about John Paul George Ringo? How about Sinatra, Frankie Valli, Springsteen, and Bon Jovi? Italian Fab Four from New Jersey. How about that? How about that? Steve Trevelis here. I called East Coast Roofing and Siding and Windows, and when I needed new windows for my home, homeowners across New Jersey have been trusting them with their family and home for over 40 years, and now their wallets to purchase today's prices with no payments until 2024. I highly recommend East Coast Roofing and Siding and Windows for your next exterior home improvement project. Schedule a free consultation today at 908-381-0066 or visit eastcoastroofing.com. Jersey Radio. People who watch is going, was it 9 o'clock already? Nah, it can't be. Nah, I switched up tonight. John Lennon would have been 82 years old last Saturday. You believe that? 82 years old. Oh, my God. Uh, probably the biggest stalking case in the history of our country was uh, the murder of John Lennon. And they bring that up now because uh, Senator John Bramnick, who's going to call in a few minutes, is working on legislation. In New Jersey, you have to know your stalker before you can press charges. Can you imagine such a thing? The Department of Justice says about one and a half million Americans are stalked each year. And if you're being stalked in New Jersey, you actually have to know your stalker before you can press charges. So what I want to ask you, have you ever had that happen to you? Have you ever been stalked in your life? What was the situation? What were the circumstances? How did you handle it? Were you able to get a TRO? Were you able to resolve it? You know, were you able to get this person off your back? The year later, I think, where after Lennon, 1981, Rebecca Schaefer was an actress on a TV sitcom, and she was stalked and murdered. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense to me that this would happen, but it did, and it does. But how do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. You would never expect something like this to be happening. You know, like it, it makes no sense. So what would be the downside of this? I saw uh, Senator Bramnick on Fox News. Uh... And I heard the story, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But I can't imagine, you know, the helpless feeling in a situation where it's one thing when you know the person. It's one thing when you know where it's coming from. At least you have an idea of what this person's about. You can go to the authorities. You can get a restraining order. You can fight it somehow. You can protect yourself. But what about when you're being stalked and you have no idea where it's coming from? You have no idea who's doing it. Has it ever happened to you? 1-800-283-101.5. And what did you do about it? You know, that helpless, frustrated feeling of not being able to do anything about it. You know, because, uh, because you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You go to the police, and they won't do anything until uh, something happens. You know, that helpless feeling. That's how the equalizer came to be on television, right? <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. But one and a half million Americans are stalked each year. And here, you can't do anything unless you know your stalker.
me? How could this be? What could the, what could the problem possibly be? So if you're uh, in that situation, I'd love to hear your story. Were you ever stalked? How did you get out of it? How long did it go on? Uh, Senator John Bramnick joins us now. Saw you on Fox News, Mr. Senator. How are you? Doing well. Great to hear your voice, Steve. Oh, same here. Celebrating Columbus Day in Westfield, I saw. Uh, love Columbus Day. And you know, when I spoke, I thanked the parents of Christopher Columbus, Susanna and Domenico. Uh-huh. And I said, you know something? Can you imagine when he went to them and said, I wanted to be an explorer? Can you imagine <laughs> what their reaction was in 1460? <laughs> When they thought the earth was flat and he had to tell them it was round? No, exactly. And he had to borrow money to go on and be an explorer. Can you imagine you tell your parents today you want to be an explorer? <laughs> you you got to really love your kids to finance exploration in 1492. What do you do in the 1400s when your kid wants to be an explorer? Like, who do you call? <laughs> <laughs> you called the rich uncle. So tell me about this bill. Tell me now. I, I can't believe when I saw this that you have to know your stalker before you can do anything. In some states, you don't. But I actually uh, had a uh, constituent. She was in her 20s. Right. And she was she knew who this person was. So she goes to the police station and says, I'm very sorry, but unless you're in a relationship or it's a family member, you can't get a restraining order. Why would that be? Well, because it's interesting. They start with the fact that you can bring criminal charges. Right. But when you bring criminal charges, it's a long process. It can take a year or so. And then, even after that, the judge cannot give you a restraining order. So... In some states like California, right. you can get a restraining order against somebody who's not a family member or someone you're in a relationship with. So I think the courts were afraid that too many people would bring restraining orders against like neighbors, which is absurd because you have to fill out affidavits before you get a restraining order. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense that anybody would have a problem with this. This seems like it would be such a no brainer. But then again, where are we? Oh, right, New Jersey. Right, no brainers. Right, there is no such as a, no such thing as a no brainer no. in New Jersey. <laughs> so if someone Actually, there is uh-huh. is, but it's just new legislation. Mm-hmm. If someone sends you an anonymous gift, should you be able to get the name from the person from the place that sent it? Well, I think so, and that was. Actually, Eric Sean from Fox right. had that situation, and apparently, I guess one eight hundred flowers wouldn't do it. Like, if you're sending me flowers and it comes from like a flower store, what's the secret? Yeah, like why should that be a secret? I've, that's actually a little bit of a different issue, and that's an issue we're going to address next. Well, that's the same thing, though. Like, if the stalker's doing it. I'm sorry? That's to say, if the stalker is the one sending the flowers, there's how you could find out who it is. Well, yeah, then, but then you have, to get the, you have to get the police and or prosecutor involved in order to issue a subpoena against the entity. Right. That's also ridiculous, right? Especially, like, if I call up and say, listen, like, I'm being stalked by this person. Can you tell me who it is? No, I can't. It's not HIPAA. It's not like somebody's in a hospital. Yeah. You know what it is? 
its lack of common sense and its laws that don't reflect reality. Absolutely. So tell us about your law. Very simple. Very simple. Like you can get a restraining order. So, for example, if you know someone's harassing you and stalking you, you can go to a court and a court based on the evidence can issue a restraining order. That's my law. And the court would say to you, I'm very sorry, but you don't have a relationship with that person, so we can't give a restraining order. You have to file criminal charges. You know how hard it is to file criminal charges? It is a nightmare. Really? Have you ever walked into, think about this. You walk into a police station. Have you walked into a police station? First of all, the, all of the windows are darkened, so you can't see anybody. Right. You got a 23, and this is a real story. A 23-year-old person goes into a police station, who I know, and says, hey, I'm being harassed. The police officer, through the darkened glass, goes, well, just block the person. <laughs> just block the person. R- really, that's your answer? I mean, I'll tell you something. It's not easy when you walk into a police station to get the attention of a police officer when you're 23, right? right. You're trying to explain that you're being harassed. But if you say the person is stalking you, you can go to court and get a restraining order. Or should I say, if you know the person. Mm-hmm. They've got to make it so that anybody can do it. This is a bipartisan piece of legislation. I'm convinced it's going to pass. No doubt in my mind. I agree with you. I can't see how anybody would want to stop this or block it. You get a restraining order against anyone that has a problem with this. And that should be the next bill that you pass. If somebody's nuts... Yep. You should get a restraining order. I don't think that's that complicated. That's the rule. If someone's crazy and they're harassing you, let's just change the law. If you're nuts and crazy, you should be able to get a restraining order. Not that complicated. No, you would think. Unless, of course, you're nuts with a comedian named Mike Marino, who are you going to be with on November 26th at NJ Pack, right? No restraining orders on that. Everybody's got to come out and see the show. Yeah, he's fabulous. Every time I call him and I have an idea, uh-huh. he can go on for Two minutes from an ID, like you. Same thing. You know, you guys, you you guys are, guys are real comedians. I mean, I throw a concept up at, uh, at you, and all of a sudden, you can take off on it. Nah, man, you are New Jersey's funniest lawyer. I worked with Mike last Saturday night. Mike and Uncle Floyd and Bobby Gonzo. It was a great night in uh, Three Bridges, New Jersey. What a great group. I love Uncle Floyd. I just think he's he is New Jersey through and through. You know, Dennis Malloy said this: if they ever made a movie about uh, called the rest of the comedian like a movie like the wrestler with Mickey Rourke if they made that about a comedian it would be the Uncle Floyd story no doubt and you know something I think that Uncle Floyd and it's unfortunate because he's a guy who should be a superstar around the country that's my feeling Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But he's so local and he loves what he is and who he is and he's so comfortable with it that you know it works for him all right, my friend. Love the man. We shall talk soon, and uh, best of luck with the bill. Let me know how it goes. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for letting me call in. Appreciate it. You got it, pal. Amen. New Jersey's funniest lawyer, Senator John Bramnick. Have you ever been stalked or dealt with a stalker? 1-800-283-101.5. Fall is here. That means cooler weather. That also means those nagging pains can be even worse. Now is the time to do something about it. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab will have you back to doing what you want or need to do with no pain. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPET therapy. It's 
cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. No prescriptions needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Clark, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. This fast traffic, New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Thanks, Senator John Bramnick, New Jersey's funniest lawyer, coming on. In New Jersey, you have to know your stalker before you can press charges. Get a restraining order. Uh, Bramnick's got a bill trying to change that so that you don't have to know your stalker. If you're being stalked by a stranger or someone you know that you're not in a relationship with or is living in your house, you can still get a restraining order out against them. Your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. Al is in Hamilton. Al, how you been? Hey, Steve. First of all, I know you got contacts, so find out what happened at Vinny's Comedy Club. Exactly, that got that couple banned because... I got to know the whole story. That's a great one. Well, apparently, I'm going to have, we got Reverend Bob Levy coming in tomorrow night to talk about it. And I got some other comics calling. And I was going to do it tonight, but schedules permitting. I want to get everybody in on it. But, uh, yeah, apparently what happened was she was on stage. Uh, and somehow it got like into, she's, she's taking questions from the audience. And then suddenly it stops being funny, starts being political. And then next thing you know, she moved on from her act. And then uh, somebody threw a beer at the wall and, you know, near at her, you know, hit the wall and she guzzled the beer. I wouldn't, if somebody threw a beer at me, I ain't drinking it. If somebody, I mean, if somebody, you, you know, you go to a bar, hey man, try this. I don't even do that. But <laughs> now, I mean, right. Do you? I wonder who, who was the anti-Trumper. Was it the audience or was it? That somebody was Trump and somebody wasn't Trump. I'm sure that's what got it. It's going. just a way to get Trump into the conversation. You know, it, it starts out with who did you vote for? Why are we talking about politics in a comedy club? Why can't we just be funny in a comedy club? Listen, it's, I guess it's an easy mark sometimes, but yeah. yeah. I, I, wasn't, I don't know, but it's really sorry. But anyway, back to what you were talking about. I, and I see the world how you see it most of the time. On this one, I'm going to disagree on one point. Tell me why. Said, it's not that complicated. It's very complicated because what you're doing is when you're you're taking stalker and harassment to the top degree, and there has to be a way to criteria to make a criteria because what you think may be stalking, another person may not think it as stalking. For example, you get in an argument with your neighbor, right? Okay, okay. and you guys don't get along anymore, and every time you go into your yard, your neighbor comes outside on his porch and stares you down. Is that stalking? Now, no. To you, it might feel like, yes, this is stalking, and I can't live like this. But to that guy, he's just on his property exercising his right to stand there. So but it's, when you say... Go ahead. It, it's, but each, each incident, of course, has to be scrutinized. You know? so if, what I'm saying is you go can go to a judge, and, or, but there has to be some type of criteria to say, listen... This guy's asked me out on a date five times. I keep saying no, but he keeps asking. Is that harassment? Is that stalking? Whereas he stands out, you know, he follows me to work. He drives behind me. He's constantly, you know, follows me to the supermarket. You know, that's a different level of stalking. So what I'm saying to you is it's, yes, it's very complicated in terms of issuing a TRO 
when you just can't say, listen, I don't like this person. He bugs me, and I don't want him anywhere near me. I want a TRO. You can't do that. But that's why every case has to be presented on a case-to-case basis. So you have to go to the judge with the reason. And then there has to be, right. All right, but how about this? So based on what you just said, okay, uh, he's following me around. Uh, I keep seeing him everywhere I go. The guy is, at, you know, the guy is sending me flowers, blah, 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 blah. You go to the judge and, you know, you hit him with that. I need you to tell this person to stay away from me. You know, it, it comes to that point. Like if you turn around and say, listen, I appreciate the effort. It's not you, it's me. You're a nice guy, blah, 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 blah. That's why, and it still doesn't stop and it repeats and repeats and repeats, you know, the fact that they're not living together or in a relationship shouldn't, you know, be the only reason why they can't get a TRO. And the judge would have to say, okay, I believe your story when the person who's presenting their their case may be making it up because they don't like that person and they have a beef against that person. So it gets, like I said, it gets very complicated, like in a divorce. Okay, but then in that case, now wait, wait, hold on, let me, let's just say this is innocent. Okay, we're going to say it's innocent. We're going to say that this guy had no idea. You know what? We just happen to take the same route every day. I had no idea. I don't even know who you are. I have no idea I was following you. Right. So and then he says, oh, okay, I understand. I'm sorry. We all go our separate ways, and there's no problem anymore. But if the guy seriously is stalking, and then it becomes, well, you can't stop me from doing that, well, he's actually stalking. So, you know, then the person wanting the TRO is right. But that's what I'm saying to you becomes very, you guys said it's not that complicated. What oh, all right. Is it's very complicated because you could have those kind of issues and you have to have a burden of proof. You just can't go into court and make accusations that someone's stalking you and the judge goes, oh, okay, here's your TRO. It doesn't work that way. And if you, if you were allowed to do that, you would be tying up the courts with constant cases of people who think they're being harassed because they don't like someone. It's a personality conflict. So what they think they're trying to say with the law, and I'm saying I agree with it, is they're trying to keep the numbers down. Otherwise, if you make it that easy, you're going to tie up the courts all day long, possibly, with people who just can't get along. All you right. understand my point. Would you agree on the, on the law, if it were, you, it's a case-by-case basis, but you can, under circumstances, get a restraining order against someone that you do not live with, nor are you in a relationship with. Absolutely. I mean, that's all he's asking for. If you're Bruce Springsteen, you have to have a relationship or or personally know someone who he might have a million stalkers. Right. John Lennon, John Lennon died because of a stalker. Rebecca Schaefer died because of a stalker. So that's basically the law that that Bramnick is trying to get passed, that you don't have to know your stalker. No, and, and, and there's degrees of no. Like, okay, I know, who, I know the person's name, and I know who they are. I don't like them. We've never been in a relationship, but I know who they are. Well, then you know them. What, what does no mean? What is he saying by you have to know them? No, but well, well, the idea, no, but that's the law right now. What he's saying is you don't have to know your stalker, nor do you have to be in a If you're being stalked and you can prove, you know, you want the restraining order, you know, the cops will investigate whatever, but you don't have to know them or live with them or be in a relationship with them in order to get it. But Al, I got to hit the news. You got it, buddy. All right. You got it. Love when Al calls. See, Al, Al's engaging. Al's like you and me, Chad. Al, we get in conversation. Yes. Know? We we make things happen. Like like this. It's 831. Now the latest New Jersey news for Steve Trouble East. 1-800-283-101.5. All right. 
Department of Justice says about one and a half million Americans are stalked each year. Most famous case in America, the John Lennon murder. Uh, in New Jersey, you have to know your stalker before you can press charges. Senator John Bramnick uh, is proposing legislation to get that changed. How do you really feel about that? Have you ever been stalked? What was your uh, story? 1-800-283-101.5. Haas is in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Haas. Hey, what's up, brother? Not much. How you doing, pal? Well, and I understand the subject you're talking on. And um, the problem is, is you can be stalked and not know who's stalking you. And you're right. They, they, you should not have to know your stalker to, you know, to put a, a restraining order on them. But there's also another problem that people don't know about. Is you can be accused of crimes in these states with no evidence whatsoever. But they have to. Pr- you have to be. Pr- but you, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. So they've got to prove oh. that you did this, right? Wrong. Wrong. I just. A friend of mine did 14 years with no evidence whatsoever because of a nice jury instruction that they use. Is this in Pennsylvania or New Jersey? It's in 40-plus states. Is New Jersey one of them? I don't know. I'm just asking. Uh, Well, I'm not going to say it is, and I'm not going to say it isn't. Okay. Because that would be assuming, but this is what they read to the jury. The testimony of the alleged victim. In a case such as this, need no supporting evidence to sustain a conviction. If you believe the testimony of the alleged victim beyond a reasonable doubt, you may find it defendant guilty. So it's just your word, literally your word against their word, with no evidence. No, no. Your word doesn't stand for crap. My buddy did 14 years. There was no physical or medical evidence against them. And he did 14 years. Did he get out when they found out the truth, or did he actually do the whole sentence? He did the whole sentence. Oh, my God. And they were in total denial. And that's why I call Pennsylvania the communist wealth of hate-sylvania. I don't know. People don't realize realize how vulnerable you are to a lie. And as of February 22nd, 2018... That case, that law was expanded to all cases with an alleged victim. See, this is why you know we need this kind of legislation that you know you know you know what's going on. No, no, no. Yourself. You the problem is is the public keeps walking around with a rag over their head. It's called faith in their government. They need to start the, the civics classes in school. Don't even go near teaching the children. What they and or rather the adults, what they need to know. Hell, a student can go to the, to a teacher when they're oh when they when they're flunking a class and say, oh, if you don't do this, I'll say this. You better give me a B plus. See that? And, you know, that I totally disagree with. Haas, thanks of course. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. I'm not sure if that applies in New Jersey, but I believe I would imagine you would have to have proof. Michael is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Michael. Hey, how you doing, Steve? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. So I wanted to let you know that a TRO is great. Right. I agree with not knowing the person. Right. The problem is, is 
a robber doesn't go into an empty house. A robber goes into a house that's full right. of stuff that he can steal, right? Right. Same thing with a stalker. If they're going to kill him, they're going to kill him. Regardless but is it about, but is, is it, but again, is it always, you have to do, so what can you do to protect yourself? You're being stalked by someone you don't know. You're being, or not so much you don't know, you're being stalked by someone that you're not in a relationship with or you don't live with. So what can you do? You can't protect yourself. You can't say, I need the police, I need a judge to issue an order keeping this person away from me. Yes. Get the order. Right. But a lot of times the stalker or whoever's doing the stalking, disregards the order then that's on them then there's you know there's penalty to be paid but at least you get the order yeah i mean we can't be presumptive and say okay look regardless of the order this is going to happen okay whether or not that happens is one thing this is about focus this is just about can we get a restraining order against someone who is stalking us even though we don't live with them or in a relationship with them yeah that's what we're asking for yeah that, that's all he is. Now, where it goes from there, you know, is where it goes from there. But, you know, this no. is just simply about that. Yeah, but a lot of times the TRO, which is a temporary restraining order, just doesn't work. I get that. But it, but at least if it exists, then there's a reason for the police to go oh, yeah. after the person who violates it. Yes, yes. But that person who's the the victim has to have 911 on speed dial all the time. Oh, I don't doubt that. Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Department of Justice says about 1.5 million Americans are stalked each year. In New Jersey, you have to actually know your stalker before you can press charges. Should that be? Should you have to be in a relationship with them? Should you have to live with them before you can get a temporary restraining order? Senator John Bramick's proposing legislation trying to change that. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever been the victim of a stalker? How did it work out for you? 1-800-283-101.5. Kaminsky and Tolations down Martin Mars Plains. He won with the New Jersey Cash Codes on New Jersey 101.5. The Jersey Cash Codes win up to $30,000 in cash at your last week to play. Listen, weekdays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Every hour on the hour, there's a new code and a new chance to win. Info and rules on nj1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest. It's your last week to win on New Jersey 101.5. 1 800 283 101.5. Have you ever been stalked? If you're stalked in New Jersey, uh, you have to uh, know your stalker or uh, get in a relationship with your stalker or live with your stalker or have lived before you can press charges. Uh, not all states do that. Senator John Bramnick would like to propose legislation to get that changed. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5 in New Jersey. You cannot get a restraining order unless you are either in a relationship or in the household. Pete is in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Pete? Not much. How you, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Tell me. Well, let's see. These two the two things are are nothing. I have two restraining orders against ex girlfriends because that I was in relationships. You're right there. Right. But um, I um, I do uh social media like you know um podcasting on a couple platforms. Right. And um, I was an idiot and put my real social media account uh link to it. 
And one day I'm at Six Flags with the family. And one of my obsessed listeners um, taps me on my shoulder while I'm in line getting food at Six Flags. Right. Like, hi, how are you? Um, what do you want? I wanted to see you. Drove all the way here from New York State. Really? Yes. Like, I, I, um, the way I got rid of this person, I killed myself off. You killed yourself I, off? Yeah. What, on the radio? Basically, yeah. I, I stopped doing it a couple months ago, but um, mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything with it legally. You were right. See, now, you know, you could, you know, if this law passed, you'd be able to get one. Did you ever see the movie Play Misty for me? No, I haven't. And when did that come out? Came out in 1972, 71 or 72. 81. That's okay, because you can, we have Amazon now, you can get anything. You go on, and it's uh, Clint Eastwood plays a jazz disc jockey. And he's stalked by Jessica Lange. Uh, I forget who plays the girlfriend in the movie, but it is the radio. It's it's like the it's the movie that uh, is like the radio movie. Like everybody in radio has heard of this movie. It reminds me of Hand That Rocks the Cradle or Basic Instinct or Fatal Attraction. But I'll watch it tonight. Man. Well, this was check it out. This was uh, it's been on a million times. Uh, it's Clint Eastwood, Jessica Lang, and I forget who the third person is. But it's basically about a DJ who gets stalked, and uh, every radio guy. Right? You know, when you get into radio, you get you hear about that movie. Movie, uh, you hear about talk radio at Eric Bogosian, and you hear, uh, of course, WKRP in Cincinnati, because everybody who gets into radio, who got into radio around 1980, believed that it was going to be exactly like it was in WKRP in Cincinnati. And you know, for a while, back in 1980, or the early 80s, it actually was. And then came the Telecommunications Act, and they could buy X amount of radio stations, and uh, they became corporations, and instead of like mom, ma, and pa places, you know, they became corporate conglomerates. And the whole thing changed. And then in 1990, was born New Jersey 101.5. And uh, we're changing it back to when it was cool. Trusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking to you. At 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trevely. Go to nj1015.com and uh, check out uh, my blog on the Steve Trevely's page. Some uh, hot dogs, how we like them, where to get them, New Jersey's best. Because uh, the playoffs are coming, right? The Giants are winning. What better time to be eating hot dogs? And then we've also got the uh, Italian-American Day, Italian-American heritage, and why we should be passing it along to our children. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Kyle Porcini, my producer, is in here, and he got a stink bug problem. And a big one at that. A big one. A big one. I mean, I don't know if it's just because the weather's been a little bit warmer the last couple of days, and I know bugs this time of year, once it gets warm, they have their last hurrah, but, I mean, stink bugs galore on the windows, on the doors, literally everywhere you can imagine, there are stink bugs in my house. I'm seeing them, too, and uh, not, as, not to that degree, but, I mean, how do you get rid of them? I my mom sprays this uh, this stuff. I don't know exactly what it is. It's not Raid, but it's something, some sort of bug spray that she tries, you know, spraying around the area. 
um, nearby, wherever, but it like hasn't worked. They're still landing on the windows and everywhere and getting in the house. And they don't, but you can get them. I mean, they're not like, they don't bite, yeah. right? They just annoy. The only, they, they release like a, a stink, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. The only, you, I never smelled the stink of the stink bug. Oh, it's not good. It's not good? Oh, no. Okay. So I was, I was stepping on them because they were a bunch on my deck the other day, and I was stepping on them with my shoes, but then I left my shoes outside for a little bit because the bottom of my shoe then smelled like a stink bug, oh, and it's really? not good. Yeah, no. no. I don't know. I, I guess I don't want to smell them. <laughs> but, no, you don't. But I mean like when I see them. They're really, because they, they're so stupid. They don't even fly away when you go after them. Like yeah. a fly will pick up on the fact that you're there, and he'll take off. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like with the fly swatter, like, oh, my fud, be bad, be quiet. I'm hunting flies. <laughs> but with a stink bug, they don't do that. Uh, but you can just grab them. But Kylie's got a blog about the lanternfly. Yeah. And how you can uh, get the lanternfly to just crow, jump into a water bottle. Well, I've read as well with lanternflies that if you come at them head on, Right. Right. So if you get in front of them, you're more likely to be able to squash it because they have their eyes like on their back almost so they can see behind them better than they can from the front. Really? So they do this like jumping thing, lanternflies, where like if you try and step on them from the back, they'll just, they'll just jump around. But if I, and this has worked for me too, where when I've approached them from the front and I've been able to step on them without having to move away. You ever see the, uh, what is it, the carpet? Not the carpet, the crickets. Were they the jumping crickets? Um, I don't think so. I f cave crickets. But it doesn't sound pleasant. It's, you know what a cricket looks like? Of course, yeah. I'd right, imagine you go in a room with a cricket, and next thing you know, the cricket leaps at you. Ooh. It can do that. Oh, boy. It's called cave, either cave crickets, I think it's a cave cricket, or the carpenter bee, cave cricket. Uh -huh. And the cricket will just, like, you'll go to kill it, and it just leaps up. And you're like, ah! <laughs> You know, can't hurt you. Just, but just it will jump up. Just thinking of, of bugs really quickly. For anybody listening at home too, look up what an eastern-eyed click beetle is. You'll be, you'll be. What's an eastern-eyed click beetle? I found it one time in my golf car. I was playing golf with my uncle, and there was this. I mean, look it up. It is the freakiest-looking bug. It's harmless, but it's big and it's it's disgusting. It it doesn't do anything to you, but it's got a hard back shell like metal. Really? So I was trying to get it out of the cart with my golf clubs. I don't want to touch this thing. And I hit it, and the back of the beetle just withstood my it golf clang? club. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, it is freaky looking. All right. How about this? 1-800-283-101.5. What are the bugs in New Jersey that bug you the most? If we gave you carte blanche, you could remove any insect from, uh, from New Jersey. You could send it to the border. You could send it to Florida. You could send it anywhere you want on vacation. What bug would you like to get rid of? What's the bug that bugs you the most in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. The lantern, I mean, the lanternfly don't bother me. It don't bite. I understand the thing with the plants and everything. It'll yeah. kill it for the ecosystem. But still, uh, you know, for me, it's either the, the fly or the mosquito. Because the mosquito, I can't, because of course the mosquito bites. Yeah. I mean, wasps I'm not crazy about. Mm. I mean, I, get in my, I came out of my house one day. Uh, I came out of my office one day, and I saw crawling on my doorway. This wasp must have been about, I don't know, six oh inches. God, it, was like yeah. a, it was like an animal. And yeah, so you sneak back in. They didn't realize it was there, just crawling around, sneak back in, and you get the magazine and you sneak up uh -huh. on them. But and when they the ones that are so loud though, when they when they're in like, like what the that I leave the vacuum on and you see this monster because my dog, I gotta get a doggy door. Because my dog, I open the door, and the dog will run out and come yeah. back in. So while the door is open, we have two 15-year-old boys about to be 16. They don't always close the door. So next thing I know, I get them in the house, and they drive me crazy. 
it's great to be on the radio in the house with the bug. Yeah, you know, like you know, I, I, at one point I was on, and uh, there's a mosquito driving me nuts. So what I did was when I finally killed the mosquito, I tweeted it out. <laughs> and now they have to step over the mosquito. All the other bugs have to step over the body of the mosquito in order to get in as a reminder that this is what can happen. I might go for the most annoying bug as a wasp as well. The Just wasp? Be- yeah, probably because, I mean... I, they can sting you. I think that's number one. Like, right? They can cause bodily harm, like a stink they bug. They usually or a fly. don't want to unless yeah. you go after them. Yeah, if there's you really. Piss them off. They're coming after you. And uh, you can kind of piss them off, though, unknowingly, right? Like, even if I'm just walking by, like, anytime I'm out in my backyard or sitting somewhere on, like, the back deck, like, oh, sometimes wasps just, like, will torment me. They'll just fly around me constantly, and mm-hmm. I'm running away because I don't want to get stung by this wasp. I'm a oh, little bit of a sissy. I don't want to get a <laughs> wasp sting. I don't need no wasp sting. Because I haven't been stung by, like, a bee or a wasp in I don't even know how many years. My dad got stung this year, and it left a pretty sizable welt. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it hurts. I, I was on, uh, I got stung by, I was on an exercise and I thought I got him. And out of nowhere, like a last, last, last ditch effort, he just jumped in my leg and went, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Give me the bugs that you have the most problem with in New Jersey. And uh, if you have stink bugs, what, how do you kill a stink bug? How do you get rid of stink bugs? You know, what, what, is there any magical? I know Jeff Edelstein at one point had a TV show on Channel 5, I think it was. He was like part of the news team, and he was cooking stink bugs. <laughs> oh, no. He was, he was wacko. <laughs> he was doing stuff like that. Uh, but give me, uh, give, give me, how do you get rid of stink bugs in New Jersey? 1 800 283 101.5. How do you just make them feel unwelcome? You know? Uh, do you have a magic formula or solution or the bug that bugs you the most? If you could wipe one insect off the planet, or at least out of state, what would you want to get rid of? And there's so many to choose from. I'm telling you, at night in Roosevelt, on my screen door, there are bugs. There are mutant insects that I have never seen before. You know, like Hall and Oates sing, they only come out at night? Yeah. Well, they're out there at night on my screen door. And I never know where they go anywhere else. Denise is in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Denise. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, Denise? Yes. Uh, I'm doing all right. If I could get rid of this one bug. What bug you want to get rid of? The bed bug. Is that your husband? I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not alone on this one. Oh, my God. You had, what's the, you had a bed bug problem? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not horrendous, but yes, we do. And it's been going on for years. And short of trying to wrangle all three cats into carriers and get them out and bring in an expert and spend money and all that. So we're kind of keeping them at bay, but it's still a pain in the neck. Well, what do you do? Like, how do you get rid of them? Uh, well, uh, to get rid of them, like I said, you have to bring in an expert. So we oh, just, but, but you haven't done that. Um, so you're like, uh, what, you, what are you doing? <laughs> do you like get raid, like raid bed bug sprayed, spray or yeah, something? They have, exactly. They have special uh, powders and sprays and, for the areas you can't reach, you put the powder and then the sprays. But you have to be careful not spraying it on, like, uh, areas that you sleep on. Oh, yeah. Which is usually where they are. And uh, so, yeah, they're just a real pain in the neck. And they travel around so easily, they just get into everything. That's the scary thing. You know, like when you travel, yeah. you go on air, you go to hotels yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't know who's been there before you. And next thing yep. you know, there's a bed bug in. You may want to save up the money That's and get somebody say. in there. Yeah, that's why they say they'll put your uh, suitcase in the bathtub in the hotel. 
Really? Well, because it can't yeah. get into the bathtub. The bug, yeah, the bug won't go in there, and then you're not picking it up. Uh, don't put your uh, suitcase on the bed. Don't. There's so many things that you have to do. To, to I, I personally believe that we picked them up from a rental car. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I think. Because yeah. oh, wow. I don't know. Well, we don't travel that much. You know, it's not like we bebop in and out of hotels. No. And uh, that's the only thing, place I can think of that, uh, you know, somebody else is using. I think it was a rental car. You may want to save up the money and get somebody in there. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. you're better off. Denise, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, like Howie Mandel would go into a hotel with uh, salad tongs. And he would, with the salad tongs, take the bedspread off the bed. And some guys would bring their own sheets and stuff. I know uh, Don Henley would send uh, the sheets and blankets ahead of him with the order in which he wanted them put on his car. Don't ask me how I know that on the bed. I want eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Give me the bugs that bug you the most in New Jersey. If you get rid of one, and how do you get rid of stink bugs? Asking for a friend, my producer. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? Uh, my friends at Pet Center in Holbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com. Today is New Jersey 101.5 fast traffic. Join New Jersey 101.5 and All American Subaru in our annual Halloween Petapalooza. Bring your family to All American Subaru in Old Bridge on Saturday, October 22nd at 11 a.m. You can adopt a furry best friend or enter our cutest pet contest to win frighteningly awesome prizes. Visit nj1015.com for details and shop at allamericansubaru.com. Saturday, October 22nd, starting 11 a.m., the Halloween pet up with All-American Subaru and New Jersey. 101.5, Steve Travelace. You meet at 11 o'clock, talking all things Jersey, because that's what we do. Um, shore season coming to an end. This is like uh, October at the Jersey Shore. You know, September at the Jersey Shore, it's still warm and everybody leaves, but uh, but you can get a good table. You know, you can, you, can, you can have the beach to yourself. It's not as crowded. October, it's really not as crowded, but it's also much colder, so it's a different thing. And um, if you uh, look at nj1015.com, we're talking about the bugs that bug you, by the way. So uh, if you've got one, uh, or how, how do you get rid of a stink bug? But uh, if you go on nj1015.com, Judy wrote a really good piece about the uh, closing of the Avon Pavilion, which was a family-owned and run business for 33 years. Uh, FHAV, as it is lovingly referred to by the locals, great menu, amazing staff, and you made you feel like family. And those places are dropping like flies in New Jersey. So uh, speaking of the flies, another, another, another insect I could live without in New Jersey, especially when it gets really, really hot and they seem to come from everywhere, even though there's no excuse to why a fly could get into an air-conditioned house, but he does. But... Uh, as far as the Jersey Shore businesses, I'm going to throw that out there as well. There have been so many great businesses at the shore that we grew up with, that we remember, that are no longer here. Uh, what are the ones that you miss the most? You know, what are the ones that, you know, if you can go back in time or when you close your eyes or you go down and you say, man, that's where such and such used to be. 
You know, that's where the surf club used to be. We would rent the Rutley Beach every year, right up the block from the surf club, Joey Harrison's surf club. And uh, the manager was a guy named Marty Seglio, who was one of my father's best friends. And it was part of the summer. It was part of going down the shore. Uh, Christy is in Fairhaven on New Jersey 101.5. Christy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. Now, we were talking about the stink bugs earlier. You know how to get rid of the stink bugs? I don't know about get rid of them, but to keep them at bay and off your property. and off That'll do. And they tend to go where the doors are. They tend to go around door frames, sliders. They like that. Right. Um, but across the board, this will help with every bug. Like when you have the lanterns on at night and you have the bugs flying, you have the June bugs. Right. C- cave crickets. Across the board. So it's on Amazon. It's called Mighty Mint. It smells like Wrigley Spearmint gum. It's right. 100% natural. It's $18 a bottle and also Irish Spring Soap. So you take a bar of Irish Spring Soap, you rub it on the house, and you spritz it with a mint, and I'm telling you, you'll have no bucks. Wait. you got to do it like once a week after it rains, and it works. You take, you mean the actual bar, the green bar of soap, and you rub it on the house? Correct. It keeps, it's keeping my, I have raccoons climbing also um, on the roof line, and so I put a spotlight on every corner of the house, rubbed it with Irish Spring Soap, Spritzed it with peppermint, this peppermint, this mighty mint uh, uh, peppermint oil and water mixture. Haven't seen them since, and that was about six weeks ago. So you got to do the you got to do the the Irish Spring and the mighty mint. No, I can do one or the other. I oh, one or the other to make sure. All right, and hasn't it has worked for you? Correct. So for the flyers, I call them anything that's flying. Uh, the the mint is great. To keep animals and other, like the squirrels, off of your trees. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they don't like the smell of Irish spring soap. Nope. And you can Google us, it'll come up. Well, I believe you. I believe you. So now, like, you're about, your front door doesn't have any bugs anywhere near it. Correct. Nice. My bug, my, my bug front door is a science project. Man. I, I mean, Steve, like, there's no, I don't even I don't have any flyers around the carriage lamps anymore at night. Because I just spritz the mint. All right. And what's it called? Amazing Mint? It's called Mighty Mint, and it's on Amazon. Mighty Mint on Amazon or Irish Spring. A bar of Irish Spring in your hand means there'll be no more insects on your land. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm checking it out. All right. Thank you. 1-800-283-101.5. The bugs that bug you most. What are the ones you'd love to get rid of? Do you have any infestations in your house, right? Stink bugs are coming right now. The lanternflies are all over the place. I'm glad that, like, it's getting colder now so that the wasps and the flies will go away. There's always a bug to hand off to another bug in New Jersey. You know, uh, 1-800-283-101.5. But we're also talking about the places at the Jersey Shore that no longer exist that you wish they did. You know, AFPAB is uh, going away in Avon, the Avon Pavilion. You know, I had a couple of businesses at the Jersey Shore that I didn't want to go away, but fate would have a different idea. Coffee.comedy down in Seattle City, which was a really cool internet cafe with a wall of computers before Wi-Fi became popular. And uh, comedy shows. And uh, the the menu was named after uh, various radio people. We had a DeBella DeBagel. We had a butterball sandwich. We had a Dennis and Judy wrap. Uh, it was fun. Uh, but the problem when you own a business in Seattle City is that they're only in Seattle City for like three, four months. After that, forget it. 
After that, <laughs> when they're waving goodbye, they're waving goodbye. Had another one in uh, Daily Grind in Ocean Grove, which was another, you know, quirky kind of town. But uh, some of the places that no longer exist, that you wish did exist, that you'd love to bring back. You know, you maybe you want to bring back and show your grandchildren or show your children. 1-800-283-101.5. I put it up on Facebook and I got some good ones. But uh, think of the places that when you went down the shore, you used to go to all the time. Maybe it's a restaurant. Maybe it's a miniature golf course. Maybe it's an ice cream place that was uh, taken away by progress. The hardest thing in New Jersey, it's hard enough in New Jersey to begin with to run a business. It's even harder in New Jersey to run a business at the shore because your time to make money is so limited. You really don't have a lot to work with. Are there any places at the shore that uh, you wish would be? You haven't you know, been around here. I, yeah, I just haven't been around that long. I mean, I certainly know that there are places down the shore that if they went away, I'd be heartbroken because I love them so much. But, yeah, I haven't really experienced that, like, places that I, you know, used to frequent that just aren't there anymore. Yeah, when you, like, if you get an old film and you look at the, you know, you look at the, the beach line mm. and see how different it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember. Whatever happened to that? You know, yeah, you don't realize how fast they go. It's 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. You'll meet the 11 o'clock tomorrow night. Bob Levy's coming in. Uh, Reverend Bob Levy opened the comedy club down in Vineland. I'm going to be there on Saturday night. We'll be talking about uh, what happened in Uncle Vinny's over the weekend when uh, a patron threw a beer bottle at a comic. That's not the beginning of the joke. That actually happened. Hi. Uh, my producer Kyle has a big problem with stink bugs. You know how to get rid of uh, stink bugs in New Jersey. And also, give me the places at the shore. As uh, the Avon Pavilion closed, places at the shore that are no longer around, that uh, you remember fondly, that you, that you, that you miss the most. Uh, I'll tell you what I miss the most, because I haven't heard from this guy in a while. What the hell are you doing here? It's you and Ambler. What's up, pal? Yo, Trev, man, as always, great show, buddy. Stink bugs, what a great topic. You know what? You, you, you got to really, really, you know, do the research for this show. It's not easy. Yeah. And when I heard you and Kyle talking about stink bugs and what is, you know, his mother used to spray them with, I don't know what, what he even said, but I was like, damn, man, I had no idea stink bugs, but... Listen, I, I... Do you I, have them that way you are in Ambler? Do they have stink yeah, plugs yeah, in Ambler? You might see them once in a while. You know, they come around. Mm -hmm. They, You know, they're on your window, maybe in your bathroom, because yours, usually your bathroom stinks. Right. Yeah, so well, the stink bug would feel more comfortable there. Exactly. They feel very at home there, you know? Yeah, yeah. But listen, I, I was watching a podcast the other day, and they were saying this is probably the best way to get rid of stink bugs. Now, I don't know how scientific this was, right? but they said, listen, um, if you could sit this, this stink bug down in front of your TV and show them political commercials, 
if you put you put CNN on and the stink bar will just leave. <laughs> Dude, no, you, you know, right now we're in the right. political thing, man. We got the election coming up, and right. we are being bombarded. And I don't even think a stink bug can sit through that crap. Exactly. The stink bug would say, all right, I'm out of here. But thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a good night. Dom is in Lawrenceville, New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Dom. Hey, how you doing there, pal? Good, buddy. How are you? Hey, you know, another day, another day, another dollar. There you go. That's twice as much as you made last week. I'm just missing the dollar because my wife took them. There you go. There you go. So what's up? But, uh, hey, let's see. I mean, I, I get stink bugs in the house. But, uh, you know, I just got rid of all the all of my trees. Right. And, uh, you know, we had the, uh, the, the that lanternfly problem. And, uh, oh, the spotted now, lanternfly. And now, you know, now that I have no trees, they're on my house on the outside. Oh, so, they, so I, what uh, do you do? I, uh, I take off my uh, sandal. Right. And I, uh, you got to attack them from the front because some some reason they got eyes in the back of their head. Not in the front. Yeah, Kyle was saying that, right? So you got to get him head on the the lantern fly. Over the course of two years, I got about three hundred, uh, you know, uh, three hundred under my belt. Really? You know, uh, you know uh, terminating them. You know, uh, Kylie, if you go on nj1015.com, our website, Kylie Moore wrote a piece about the lantern flies, which are uh, which you can uh, they actually go into a bottle somehow. I'm oh, ex- I, I read that and saw it, but uh, they, look for the uh, the egg sacs on the trees. They're gray, and they're about an inch long and right. half an inch wide. If you kill them, you know, you scrape them away, you, you're getting rid of them before they hatch. All right. All right. I see. I didn't even know. Like, I, I, I've never had a problem with the lantern fly. Learn something new every day, buddy. Yeah, you see that? All right, man. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5, Dom. 1-800-283-101.5. Yeah, apparently uh, the lantern flies uh, have a thing where uh, they'll actually go into bottles. I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, but Kylie wrote the piece. And it's, uh, you know, and, and they're, so, they're such a stupid bug. And yet, stupid yet annoying. 1-800-283-101.5. So, uh, anyway, so uh, Avon Pavilion is closing. And uh, Judy wrote the post at nj1015.com. So I put up on social media, what shore places that no longer exist you missed most? And if you got one, give me a call. Uh, we could pay a little tribute here. Uh, Brigantine Castle is one that came in. Sands Casino. The Sands used to be such a cool place in Atlantic City for, like, uh, really good entertainment. Uh, the Boardwalk Mall in Wildwood, before it was gutted, nowhere near as cool as it used to be. Uh, Ed's got Bubba's Doghouse. Jenkinson's Saltwater Pool and Bathhouse. Of course, the Surf Club. We talked about the Surf Club and the uh, Bermuda Club. Campbell's Seafood Kitchen in Ocean City. That I don't remember. But what about you? 1-800-283-101.5. The playpen. Well, the bars. You know, there was the ship's wheel in Brielle was a good spot. The beach house in Point Point Pleasant, right, was a good spot. Uh, I don't think Baby O's is still around. The playpen. Uh, And then, what was it, the Royal Manor, uh, where the bouncers beat the kid up to death. Uh, Ship Ahoy in Seabright. Is Reggie's Bar gone? Is Reggie's Bar still around? The Shamrock in Wildwood. 
1-800-283-101.5. Trade winds in Seabright and any other rock and roll venue that made music at the Jersey Shore so memorable. Yeah, we had one hell of a music scene here at the Jersey Shore. Of course, Asbury Park. But it wasn't just Asbury Park. 1-800-283-101.5. The Green Parrot. Although I might not survive. (laughs) What are some of the places, you know, that that have closed at the Jersey Shore that you remember from your youth? That, uh, you know, that you have the best memories at? There were so many. And it's different now. You know, uh, the landscape is different. Uh, Not as much fun, I think. You know, it's very, very hard to survive in business in New Jersey. And the pandemic wiped out so many Jersey businesses. And it's so much harder to survive at the shore. Simply because the shore, you know, you're only going to get your business for a limited time. Emilio's in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Emilio. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, what's your place, pal? Um, the uh, casino in Asbury. The casino? Yeah, the old casino. I don't know, it's, it's closed now, but... Oh, yeah? Where was it? It was um, right on the boardwalk by Ocean Grove. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. You know what? There's so many of those places. Because Asbury completely renovated it. You know, they completely changed over. And that big, giant walkthrough between Ocean Grove and Asbury Park. You know, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, they, um, that, that burned down, I think. Uh, yeah, it did. You could see, like, the, the structure, you know, like the, the charred frame. Emilio, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me some uh, Jersey Shore places that, uh, that you remember that are no longer around. Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis, you and me hanging out till 11 o'clock. Michael Vanzis is an ex-mob capo turned born-again Christian doing a show at resorts uh, coming up at about 10.09. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we're looking for the places at the shore, the places you remember. Some have gone and some remain. But we're talking about the ones that gone, like the Avon Pavilion. Go to nj1015.com, check out what... Uh, what uh, Judy wrote about it. Carol is in Freehold under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Carol. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. I just left work at Marina Grill in Belmar. Oh, good. Then I see the way. I like that. You left work at Marina Grill in Belmar. Your boss should yeah. give you a raise because you got the plug-in. You see? You got the plug-in. That, what's the best thing on the menu at Marina Grill in Belmar? Right now, it's the swordfish, the scallops. Um, we have happy hour all day Sunday. We have happy. What do you hour got? The week? script? Listen to you. I got you. Got, you carry that around with you? No, no. Well, no. You know what? Uh, at least we know the places that are, I didn't ask for the places that are open at the Jersey Shore. I asked for the places that are closed at the Jersey Shore. I'm I'm calling you about a place when I was. I got started working at 15 and a half at Squires Pub in West Long Branch. Okay. And I used to go out after work. We were underage, and we used to get into this place in Asbury called the Hotel California. I remember and that the, place. Yes, and the band that used to play there was Home. Remember? I remember the Home. The Parkway sign. Right. It was the best place ever. And then we'd go to the Jefferson, which is no longer there, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So and, and also uh, Stone Pony. Let me get this straight. You worked at the Squires Pub, but you drank at the Hotel California. 
Yeah, because you got in with somebody's license who was 17. They didn't even check it back then. Oh, Esquire's Pub still around? No, uh, the Basil Posteris died, and I think they sold it something else now. But it was a great place to work because it was right by the racetrack. There you go. And, and the racetrack is the racetrack is still around. Racetrack yeah. is still around. It used to, it, yeah, Mammoth right, Park is still there, but yeah. it used to be a big business. I remember Maria from Monmouth Park. She was like, uh, she was the voice of Monmouth Park back then. Oh, was she? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now the garden, the, the track that closed was in Cherry Hill. That's the the one that they sold all the stock in. But yeah, th oh, those are some great yeah. places. I like that. Yeah. Hotel California. I couldn't remember going there and listen to that home band, you know, H-O-L-M-E or whatever, mm -hmm. the Garden State logo. And it was the best band ever. I don't know if they're still around, but that was I, I You know what? I, let me check. I, they may... Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh wow, they are still around. They are popular rock band from West Orange that played the Jersey Shore dance rock clubs in the '70s and '80s. The band describes itself as a mainstream rock band that has been described as a legendary bar band. I'm not sure was Glenn Burtnick in this band. Uh, Bobby Bandera was in this band. Oh, okay. Uh, was he? Yeah, uh, Bobby Bandera was in this band. They were great. Uh-huh. I mean, that was great. You know, when you come out of a club and your ears are ringing, they would ring for hours. You mm -hmm. know, when you come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're in a good club. All right, Carol, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Stanhope on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Andrew? Oh, I can't believe you don't remember this one as a kid. We grew up with it and the commercials, the Haunted Mansion in Long Branch. Oh, I remember the commercial. I remember the commercial. As a matter of fact, I was working in Long Branch, I think, around that time at WRLB in Long Branch, the first stereo station. Wow. <laughs> a beautiful 156 Broadway, right around the corner from a place called Club Spanky, which no longer exists as well. Right, that sounds dirty, right? Club Spanky. Club Spanky was owned by a guy named Ron who was in a band called Fresh. And they always played Club Spanky, so that kind of worked out as well. All right, Andrew, thanks for the call. The New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Coming up, uh, Michael Frenzies. He was um, ex-mob capo turned born-again Christian. He's got a show coming up at resorts in Atlantic City. So uh, on November 19th, stick around. All Jersey. Every night when that moon gets up. That's what we do here in New Jersey, 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number to get through. Go to nj1015.com. Check out uh, check out the Steve Trevelis page. Uh, there's a, there was a website that posted how New Jersey best likes their hot dogs, and I took that and uh, added how I like my hot dogs and where we like our hot dogs and uh, where the best places in New Jersey are to get the famous hot dogs. Today's Italian-American Heritage Day. Actually, it's Columbus Day. We talked about Columbus Day earlier. This is actually Italian-American Heritage Month. And uh, I think that everybody should have a month. I think every ethnicity should have a month. Every race should have a month so that we could all learn about each other, celebrate each other. I like lots and lots, and lots of uh, PSAs and television commercials so that we could, uh, you know, so that we could all uh, celebrate each other's months. 
And uh, I got that story at NJ1015.com. The Yankees start the playoffs tomorrow night. Si, senor, my friend Ricky Ricardo uh, made the call on Aaron Judge's home run. Si, senor! Si, senor! It didn't exactly sound like that, but uh, I got the story at NJ1015.com. So 1-800-283-101.5. One of the, uh, you know, uh, part of the Italian Heritage Month, you couldn't talk about the Italian Heritage Month without talking about organized crime uh, in New Jersey as well as uh, the country. And the Italian-Americans is a big part of that uh, when you see it. so what I want to do, like, uh, we're supposed to have Michael Franzese on. He's supposed to be calling around this time. What I want to do is ask you of, uh, we never really talk about the mob movies. The Sopranos is the greatest television show ever written, according to uh, Rolling Stone. So I'm going to ask you at 1-800-283-101.5, what is your favorite mob movie? Uh, the one that you thought was uh, realistic, you know? Uh, in fact, if Michael calls, I'm going to ask him the one that he thinks. But uh, which one did you like the best? I mean, for me, uh, I like Bronx Tale. I thought Bronx Tale would be like, if you grew up in the 60s, Bronx Tale would be, you know, your version of The Godfather. I think, like, that would be our version of The Godfather. Like, The Godfather was more of the 40s. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the fact that Bronx Tale takes place in the 60s and, uh, you know, all the music and everything, and it's been done so many times in so many different ways, and I've seen them all. But if you had to put together, I guess maybe your Mount Rushmore of, Mount Rob, of mob movies, what would they be? 1-800-283-101.5. I would say, you know, like I said, Bronx Tale, of course, uh, of course, The Godfather. You know, The Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire was a great Jersey show. And I'm surprised they took that off the air so quickly. I really thought that was going to go on a lot longer. I really liked the sets in it. I loved the, uh, the great job Steve Buscemi did acting with it. I was surprised that it went so fast. Uh, I thought it would go on longer. But what about you? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, Kyle uh, Forsini is my, uh, my, my mob guy. Come on in here. Uh, he's a big fan. He's a, he's a big fan of uh, Michael Franzis. And uh, so, so, like, all right, you're a soprano head. Of course. All right. Have you seen Talking Sopranos? Do you watch that? Uh, I've listened to it, yeah. That's an amazing. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the way they do that, where they run through the entire thing, you know, they run through the entire uh, episodes. It's uh, Michael Imperioli and Stephen R. Schripper. And what they do is they take every episode and they do a script read. Yep. And they take the guys who were in the episode, the actors, and they interview them before they do the script read. And through the script read, they tell you everything that went on through the uh, you know through the episode, like what they were thinking, what David Chase was thinking, and you really understand what a great show you know that was when you hear his thought process and what David Chase was thinking. 
So I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm looking at the Talking Sopranos podcast. I don't remember who the guest was on this specific episode. I haven't found it yet. Right. But there's a specific episode that I remember listening to where they had a writer that was part of the show, but he only came on, I think, for seasons five and six. Right. And Oh, really? And the writer, they were asking him, you know, what was it like being a writer on The Sopranos? And he said it was basically the same thing as being in any other writing setting. We were sitting around talking about The Sopranos. Right. He said, like, that's what everybody was doing at that time. Like, even if you weren't on The Sopranos, it was that big where every writer in the history of television was just sitting around talking about The Sopranos. I remember it. I mean, I remember, you know, when it came out. And uh, every fr every Sunday night, my father and I uh, had a standing appointment in front of the TV that uh, we had to see the episode. 1-800-283-101.5. But I mean, like, you know, as far as, like, The Sopranos goes, there were other, there were other mob movies. I mean, Casino, Casino and Goodfellas were so close to me. I've seen Goodfellas. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, Casino was kind of like Goodfellas West Coast. But if you had to, uh, if you had to pick one, you know, what was your favorite? And uh, here we are, you know, in New Jersey. Uh, like Atlantic City, Boardwalk Empire, she's where it started out, and uh, talks about the mob in you know in Atlantic City, and that was like the precursor, and then we got to the Sopranos. But I love how the Sopranos was like shot all in this area too. That's so cool. Like that's that's Jersey. Right? Like everything that you see in that show is like a Jersey place. They're down in Asbury, they're up in North Caldwell, they're in Newark, you know, wherever. Like that's. Our state, that's New Jersey, that's the greatest television show that's ever been made was just highlighting the area that we live in, and I think that it's something that we've never really seen before, and I don't know how frequently we'll see it again, but for those, what, was it almost you know a half decade or, or more than that, our state was, was put on the map. Yeah, that's exactly what it did. You know, it put our state on the map, and uh, what was great about it was it was so real. And when you hear David Chase explain it, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that was the thing that was beautiful about it. And listen to David Chase. There was an episode that they did, uh, on the podcast, episode 39, where David Chase calls in and he's explaining what's going on. You know, he's explaining, like, they asked him, like, you know, why, you know, uh, why did you kill Tony off? And they talked about like the different places where he thought Tony was going to get it. Uh, they talked about like in the last episode, he's like, you know, why is it you got 10 minutes left in the end of this show and Meadows having trouble parking the car? And David Chase says, well, because, you know, people have trouble parking the cars. You know, uh, David Chase worked on Rockford Files. And then he said that uh, they had trouble. Uh, not so much that he got off of the show and he said that he wanted to do the show in real time. In real time being not like television time where everybody's got the quick answer. Everybody's got, you know, the script, the ad libs. It's so fast. Like when you watch Aaron Sorkin of West Wing or News uh, Newsroom on HBO, you know, the writing is so quick. But this wasn't like that. And that was the idea of The Sopranos. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, like I said, for me, Bronx Tale, uh, King of the Roaring Twenties with David Jensen. That was an old movie because I like David Jensen. Uh, but there were some really off-the-wall ones as well. The old Untouchables with Elliot Ness, Robert Stack as Elliot Ness. 1-800-283-101.5. And then later, Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness with uh, Sean Connery. 
And who'll ever forget that from 1987? Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Columbus Day. There are those that like Columbus Day. There are those that hate Columbus Day. There are those that have a problem with Columbus Day. Uh, I have no problem with Columbus Day. I have a problem with uh, people who have a problem celebrating anything Italian-American. I love the idea of Italian-American Heritage Month. I think that's fantastic. Uh, how do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, so... We got that. We were talking about the uh, stalking bill in New Jersey that uh, Senator Bramnick is trying to get passed. Because in New Jersey, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to, the only way you can uh, get a temporary restraining order against the stalker is if you either live, live with them or uh, know them. They're a relative or friend. Uh, if you don't know your stalker, you can't get a restraining order against your stalker, and uh, Bramnick's working to change that. And we talked about the Jersey Shore places that no longer exist that you miss the most. And uh, among the ones that came in, now tell me if you've got one. we got the Brigantine Castle, the Sands Casino in Atlantic City. I saw Richard Jenny down there. I saw Richard Jenny and Louis Black on the same bill at the Sands Casino. Amazing show. Uh, you want to talk about funny, right? The Boardwalk Mall in Wildwood was another good spot. Uh, Bubba's Dog House, another one. Uh, I didn't know Jenkinson's had a saltwater pool and bathhouse. But I do know the surf club because when I was a kid going to Ortley Beach, we would go to the surf club. I remember like listening to the tra the, the tra I remember Tommy James and the Chandelles on the radio. I'm a little kid having hamburger, french fries and a Coke. While uh, while sitting at the beach in front of the surf club, and uh, the owner of the surf club, Joey Harrison, the uh, manager was a guy named Marty Seglio. What a great time! Uh, we'd go down there every summer. Uh, we'd rent a house with another family, and it was fantastic. Uh, the penalty box. Uh, that was a bar. There was a bar that the Flyers hung out in. I can't. I remember. I can't remember the name of it. But somebody told me once. Uh, the Bamboo was another great place. Right then, of course, if you want to go bars at the shore, like we talked about earlier, Hotel California, the playpen, uh, there was a whole thing down there. You know, there was a whole bar scene. I guess the bars constantly change. Evelyn's Seafood Restaurant in Belmar was another one. Uh, it's so hard for businesses to make it at the shore because you can only make money for a couple of months. And then after that, you know, you're pretty much screwed. Like in Seattle, when they were waving goodbye on Labor Day, they were waving goodbye. They ain't coming back for the polar, until the polar bear plunge in February, and that's just for a weekend. After that, you're pretty much on your own. Shamrock was another place in Wildwood. Hitsville South, when it wasn't the fast lane. That's Asbury Park. Trade winds in Seabright. All those places like Bruce would show up at. Captain Stam's. Hotspot 34, Hunts Pier in Wildwood, the Carousel Arcade in Seaside, Pinball, 80s video games, Pokerino, plus the Carousel. I remember that because, like I said, my mother would go down and win uh, all the Christmas presents at the boardwalk. Like when I would go to the boardwalk, it would be bottom shelf. I'd get the 45s. Yeah. But uh, Baby O's was another one in Seattle, on Seaside. You know. Now, 
It's uh, back then. It was like a quarter to play the boardwalk, or a dollar to play the to play the number. Now it's like you're spending a lot of money. You know, the uh, what's this one? The Catch Club in Beach Haven was another one. Long Beach Island was a cool spot as well. But one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. If you've got a fan, if you got a bar, a Jersey Shore business that isn't around anymore, and you want to give them a shout out. This all started because Judy Franco wrote an, an article, a post on nj1015.com, about the um, uh, Avon Club, the Av Club, Avon Pavilion, the Av Pav. 33 years it was around. They had an incredible menu. It was a big hangout for the townspeople. And uh, now it's gone. You know, the pandemic just took away so many businesses in New Jersey. And if you want to give a shout-out to a new business... I know how hard it is to make it in Jersey, you know, especially at the shore, because you have such a limited time. And I'm telling you, from owning two businesses in New Jersey, you get you get it from all ends. The money you have to pay out, it's damn near impossible to make it. But if you've got one, 1-800-283-101.5. Our vice president visited us today. Kamala Harris, uh, she was in Princeton, and she's going to tape Seth Joyner tonight. So uh, I threw up on Facebook, uh, name a movie title that best describes Vice President Kamala Harris's term in office. We did this with, um, we did this with Biden last week. We did this with uh, Murphy, when the thought of Murphy running for president, like what movie title would describe a Phil Murphy presidency? Here's what we got for Kamala Harris. Get out. That was a couple of years ago, that movie. Uh, another, a lot of these I can't even say. Goodbye, girl. <laughs> the Invisible Woman. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. We've got headlines and trev lines coming up. Like I said, you go to the, uh, the new DNJ1015.com and you check out my blog. Coming up this week, Trevia, Music, Movies, Television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Gemini is going to be in here. Justin Gonzalez is going to be in here. Reverend Bob Levy is going to be in here tomorrow night. Uh, Ryan Marr is going to be in here Thursday night, another great comedian. So we got a lot of comedy going on. We'll talk about what happened at Uncle Vinny's uh, tomorrow night with the uh, bottle throwing at the comedian. Uh, I'm telling you, man, what is going on in this world? Rob is in Voorhees on New Jersey 101.5. Robbo, what's up? How's it going, Steve? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. You're talking about two of my favorite things, mob movies and food. There we go. You eat while you watch the movie. It's the best. <laughs> well, I got one for you, and it, it's kind of underrated, and people don't know really know about it. Knowing you, you probably know it. Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. That's I a love good that one. movie. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Alright. And, and then now I know you were hanging up north when you were younger, but I lived up there. How about Zabers? Oh Zabers, where was Zabers? Zabers was way up north, right? Wasn't that like around Willowbrook yet? Where was it? No, no. Two locations okay. um like near the Atlantic City racetrack. Right. Which was you know, Hamilton or Egg Harbor Township. Mm -hmm. And then North Wildwood, as soon as you came in the North Wildwood. Okay. It was right okay. there. So you're talking about South Jersey. I thought, I thought, yes, I'm thinking yes, of mothers. I went to, uh, okay. 
I went to like Atlantic City as a kid, and then uh, when we got older, uh, Ocean City. All right. What was your food? What's your food, Rob? All right. Well, my food. Mm-hmm. I, and people think I'm nuts. When I go out, I want spaghetti and meatballs. Can you believe that? Why not keep it simple? <laughs> I like that, Rob. So. Thanks for the call. It's 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey News. Five. I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Steve Trevelyse. He was a capo in the mob, and then he left the life, became a born-again Christian. His weekly YouTube show gets four to five million views per month, and his life story is aired for years with regularity on the History Channel and National Geographic. His upcoming TV series is being described as watching The Sopranos, except all the stories are true, and the actors are portraying real-life people. And he's coming to the Superstar Theater at Resorts on November 19th in Atlantic City. He is Michael Franzese. Michael, how are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. My producer is such a fan of yours, man. He's an avid listener to the podcast and everything. T- tell us about the show coming to Atlantic City. Well, yeah, we're excited about it. Uh, I haven't been back to Atlantic City for at least a year. I think I was there about a year ago. But right. we're going to have a good time. You know, listen, you know, people are very interested in my life. Obviously, they're very interested in, in my former life and the mafia life. And we give them a bird's eye view of what it was really all about. We talk about a lot of the guys that I was friendly with. You know, between my dad and myself, Steve, my dad was 103 years old when he died. Wow. Uh, he was in that life for about 75 years. And between the two of us, we knew everybody. You know, going back to the days of Lucky Luciano, right through John Gotti and the rest of them. So we, we, uh, we talk about our relationships with them. We give some real insight as to what the life is really all about. And, uh, and then we do a Q&A, and we have a good time. I tell people you can ask me anything that you want. Uh, you know, they're not going to offend me. I, I always tell them if I don't want to answer, I know how to take the fifth. <laughs> but but we, uh, we answer a lot of questions, and we just have an all-out good time. And I'm looking forward to it. i got to ask you, how were you able to leave the mob and live to tell millions of people about it? You know, Steve, there's, there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, the overall reason, obviously, I, I'm a person of faith, and I believe God had a different plan and a purpose for me. It's certainly become obvious over the past 25 years. Uh, but more than that, you know, number one, I never put anybody in prison. That wasn't what I was looking to do. I, I just wanted out of the life. Right. And, um, you know, so that was a big factor, because even when the feds were putting pressure on me and they were trying to make people think I was going to cooperate, they actually put my name on the witness list of trials that were going on in New York to try to put pressure on me. So people were pretty nervous. You know, at one point I could have hurt a lot of people. But, you know, eventually these trials kept coming up. I never show up. And then I had done five years in prison. I was out on parole. They violate my parole. They were upset with me. They put me back in prison. So now guys are saying, hey, this guy was going to cooperate. Why are they putting him in prison? Right. So that went my way. And then, you know, look, unfortunately, one of the horrible things about that life is you make a mistake. You walk into a room by your best friend walks you in there. You don't walk out again. And obviously over, you know, my 20 plus years in that life, uh, unfortunately seen that things happen to people. So when I left, I said, listen, I'm moving out to California. They're not going to walk me into any room. They're going to have to work to, to get me. I changed my entire lifestyle. I didn't create patterns in my life. I didn't walk my dog every morning at seven. I didn't go to the same restaurant every Tuesday. So, you know, having spent so much time in the life, I knew what I had to do to protect myself during the, the tough times. And then, 
you know, to be very honest, over a period of time, I just outlasted everybody. I mean, everybody I know, Steve, they're either dead or in prison for the rest of their lives. So it was a very, very tough life to navigate. And, you know, the government really went crazy with the racketeering laws. And they cleaned out, you know, most of my, my uh, associates at that time. They're all gone. Now, how has being born again influenced the way you look at life? Well, you know, I, I've, I found out one thing. I mean, I am a strong person of faith, and, and that developed while I spent almost three years in solitary confinement. And that's when my faith, my faith was really strengthened, reading my Bible and many books, many tools that were brought in for me that my wife sent in. But, you know, I found out something in life. You know, I, I tell people, I tell a lot of young people, because I visit prisons and I do a lot with these gangbangers and I go into juvenile halls because I have a heart for kids. I've got seven of my own, and wow. I've got a heart for kids, and I want to see these kids go straight because it's horrible, the the the, uh, the consequences of their actions. And I tell them there's two things in life that you got to be sure that you do right. Number one, I tell them you are who you hang out with in this life. You hang with the wrong crowd. You're going to be known to be the wrong type of person. Of course, they're going to influence you, and you're going to have a bad time. That's number one. Surround yourself with the right people. Number two. The path that is going to be directed in life is going to go according to who you are accountable to. When I was on the street, I was accountable to my oath. I was accountable to my boss. And as a result, I was a criminal. Right. When I got out of the life, I became accountable to God, you know, accountable to my wife, my children, people that rely and trust on me and want me to do, to do well. And as a result, I've straightened out my life, you know, to a great degree. So, you know, that's that's what I follow. I try to keep the right people around me to keep me straight. And uh, I keep myself accountable to, to God first and then to to my family. And it's it's helped me a lot. Now, you've got an upcoming TV series being described as watching The Sopranos, except all the stories are true. The actors are portraying real life people. So you're the perfect person to answer uh, this question. Which of the movies, the mob movies and the TV shows are the closest to reality? Okay. You know, I, I've been asked this so many times and people are kind of a little surprised with my response. But in my view, the absolute best, most authentic mob movie that was ever produced, ever directed, ever acted was the 1996 Gotti movie with Armand DeSante and Anthony Quinn. Really? Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Brilliantly portrayed. It was very, very accurate. I mean, that was my era. I obviously knew those guys. And most of the script was written based upon a lot of the surveillance tapes and actual accounts of what happened during that time. And uh, it was just, there's a scene, Steve, in that movie that gave me the chills. And have you seen it? No. You got I, I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. You can see it on YouTube. You know, get your popcorn, relax, don't get any uh, distractions, and watch it all the way through. There's a scene when Anthony Quinn, who plays... Uh, um, uh, Delacroach, Neil Delacroach at the time, right. comes into the bar to talk to Gotti, and he had saved Gotti's life. Gotti was in trouble. This is a true story, by the way. Right. The scene that he, that scene was so brilliantly acted by Anthony Quinn, uh, and, and that scene in particular got to me because it was so realistic, but the entire movie was that way. It was just brilliant. You got to watch it. So that's number one. Okay. Um, obviously, Goodfellas, extremely well done. Uh, and pretty accurate. You know, they took some dramatic liberty, obviously, in that, but very well done. And you're mentioned in that. 
Oh, yeah. They mentioned me in that. I don't know why. I mean, it was a whole different crew, but, you know, right. it's funny. I know the writer, Nick Pileggi, mm-hmm. and when I saw my character was in there, I called him up, and I said, Nick, why did you put me in that film? I said, it's a whole different crew. I knew those guys, but I had nothing to do with them. He said, well, Michael, you had some name value, and Henry knew you well, and so did Jimmy Burke, so I threw you in there. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, very well done, obviously. Uh, my friend Chaz Balmateri did a brilliant job with Bronx Tale, another yes. brilliant movie. Um, of course, Casino, you know, brilliant. And then, you know, look, Godfather 1 and 2, uh, you know, probably two of the best movies ever made in any genre. Uh, they were fictional, but just brilliant. So, you know, those are my top, you know, four or five. And when will your TV series be coming next year, right? It'll be coming next year. And, you know, I waited 20 years to do this. Because, you know, when you have people in this town are coming to you all the time, and it just never felt right. Right. My wife really never wanted me to do it. But three years ago, I sat down with Ron Shelton, who's a brilliant writer-director, and the Kennedy Marshall team uh, with Frank Marshall at the helm. And they just convinced me. I felt very comfortable with that team. We spent three years developing the script and the Bible in three seasons, and uh, they'll be ready to go um, early next year to get it into production. So I'm excited about it. Will there be a Michael Franzese story? Well, that'll be it. I mean, that's that's really that, the Michael. Oh, okay. So this is all going to be centered around you. Oh, okay. Okay. Seasons, ten episodes a season. We'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But it's based upon my life. And um, they've done a great job. Wow. And you come into the Superstar Theater at Resorts November 19th in Atlantic City. Michael Frenzies, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. Steve, thanks for having me, and I hope you get there. You're going to get there that night? I'm going to try really hard. My producer is going backstage, man. He's loving this. I, I, I do stand-up comedy. I'm also working that night. But if there's any way I can make it, I will be there. Oh, man, I would have had you stand up for me there. We would have had a good time. Uh, next time. You got it, my friend. Next time. All right, my friend. Thanks a lot. Take, Take care, care, Michael. Thank you. Steve Travelis is now in New Jersey 101.5. Congratulations, Daryl Martin of Morris Plains. He won the Jersey Cash Codes on New Jersey 101.5. Won to win up to $30,000 in cash. It's your last week to play. Listen, weekdays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the Jersey Cash Code. Every hour on the hour, there's a new code with a new chance to win. Info and rules on nj1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code contest. It's your last week to win on New Jersey 101.5, where... We have Kyle Forsini and... I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. Good question. Well, let me tell you. Uh, real quick, on this day in uh, October 10th, 1976, the old Giant Stadium was open. I just thought that was Oh, cool. and who scored the first touchdown? Uh, I don't know. Jimmy Robinson. Mm, Would have never got a that. Giant wide receiver. But Pass from Craig Morton, I think. I can tell you they played the Cowboys and they and lost. And they lost. Which uh, is no good. But uh, I digress. I got that's it. what the Giants did in the 70s when they played the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the 70s is uh, not a good decade for that team. 
Horrible. We were talking about it being Italian Heritage Month, and so I thought no better way than to kick this off because there was an article on NJ.com, New Jersey's 24 Greatest Italian Dishes. Two Italians went to a studio. Yeah. And so I'm reading this, and I am uh, a little upset at the list. Not at what, I mean, number one is Chicken Savoy, and it's specifically at the Fremont Tavern in Belleville, according to this article. But what got me and what made me think that this article is, uh, I wouldn't take advice from it, is because they've got chicken parm listed at 18th and shrimp scampi, which is one of my favorite, and dead last at 24th. Chicken parm? Yeah. At 18th? At 18th. I thought it was going to be like number two, number three. Cause, yeah. Cause chicken I, parm, you taste so good. We could have done an hour on this. Really? <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your favorite Italian dish. I like veal parm. Uh, veal parm is number two. Veal parm is number two. Number two. Is it really number two? I yeah, swear to God, yeah. Veal parm is number two. Okay. Uh, number th- all right, what's number three? Uh, polenta arrabbiata. Do you ever have polenta? No. Polenta is cornmeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's apparently very good if it's it ranked number three. Good. That's that's like that's the stuff your grandmother, your great grandmother would make. Number four, you got linguini, linguini with white clam sauce. I had that last night. <laughs> See, but like chicken parm and shrimp scampi to me are better than that. Well, chicken parm is so easy. It is. Like, come on, chicken I, parm isn't it? Chicken parm should give up its Italian membership. Look, I know it's easy. But chicken, it's, tomato, mozzarella, done. But that's it's good. not. Come on, if you can make it in a fast food place, well, it's not Italian. But I, I don't care how you got to make it. I don't care that it's well, basic. Now, it's good. it depends on, now, now, if you take the chicken and you, you, my grandmother used to fry the chicken cutlet in like breadcrumb and she would put mm. lemon juice Mm-hmm. And it would have that. You know the yeah. taste, right? Okay. Yeah. Then you take the the gravy, which is done with, uh, you know, uh, we make a tomato paste, uh, tomato puree, tomato sauce, and, uh, you know, and the meat, you know, and, uh, and you do it all together, the olive oil and the wine and the cheese. And then you that's the gravy. You're making me hungry. And then the mozzarella has got to be like uh, from Fiori's in Hoboken <laughs> or maybe uh, maybe uh, Anthony Solumaria in Menina in, uh, Menina Solumaria in uh, Route 33. And you put that on oh, uh, um, um, Tuscany. They make incredible mozzarella. And you put that on top. And now the bread, you got to put it on a nice sesame bread. That's a mozzarella. You know what? As a matter of fact, (laughs) I I can't even talk about anything else because now I am in food heaven. So until tomorrow night. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.